What's going on there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the discipleproject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? How's it going? How's your summer going? I hope it's great. Mine's pretty good. I mean, you know, when you're having kids and parents ask, you know, where the sign up is for camp <laughs> two weeks before camp. <laughs> yeah, man, youth pastor stuff. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. How many of you let kids like on the last day go, right? Because you don't want to see them miss camp. You say, okay, you just get on the bus. <laughs> just get on the bus, man. And then you work it out, work it out later, right? I don't know if that's good practice or not, but man, I've done that a few times. And of course, the kids that go transformed, but, uh, and the Lord does the work and it all works out in the end, right? Right? All right. So today I want to talk to you about your giants, because I think we all have giants and this is, this is purely motivational, um, but it deals a lot with youth ministry because there are giants in the church. Did you know that? There are giants in the church. There are giants that you face as a youth pastor, even in the church. We, we sent teams seem to think that giants are just these pagan Philistines all around the world. And yet there are giants right there in front of us that are, that are just breathing down our necks and breathing threats out into the, into the world. And, and they make us afraid sometimes. But today I want to talk to you about that, about maybe how to face your giants and slay your giants. But before I get into those kinds of giants, I want to talk to you about a different kind of giant. And that is the giant of no money. That's right. The giants of no money. And to help you, I wrote a 21 day devotional for all of you that have these side hustles. You have these greater aspirations. You're trying to earn a little extra money. And who's not trying to do that? I'm trying to do that. That's, that's why I have this podcast. That's why I have, you know, YouTube channels. That's why I have a store you can visit linked down below. But I know many of you have side hustles or want side hustles or want to earn extra money, but you're finding a little trouble, you know, with the motivation part. So to keep you on track, I would love to give you a free devotional, 21 days to creating a holy habit of hustle. And each devotion comes with a little worksheet uh, where you can put notes down, something you've learned from the devotion, some action you need to take. And then I've also put in there 21 side hustle suggestions. So if you're looking for suggestions, I've put 21 there for you, along with links and other things for you to be able to connect and maybe make some extra money. And after you sign up every week, you'll get some youth ministry articles from me from across the web. You'll get uh, video suggestions, game suggestions, and in the future, you'll get more freebies. So sign up today and start getting your rewards now. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and jump into slaying some giants. Do you have some giants that need to be slayed? I bet you do. I bet they're I bet they're big, they're ugly, they're hairy, and most of them live in your mind <laughs> shouting things at you. But I, I recently this the, the impetus for this is that I went to a conference called The Thing and it's an entrepreneurial conference. And uh, if you're interested in that at all, I'll put a link down below to that. That's the the thing live. And my friend Terry Weaver, who founded it, uh, and you know, invited me to come and, and said, "Hey, come check it out." And so I did. And his message is kind of what inspired this. It's something that he said that made me want to tease this out a little bit more. And the thing that he said was, "You have to name your giant." Now I'm going to give you three parts to this in fighting the right kind of giants. And the first one is, he says, "You have to name your giants." 
you have to be able to put a name on them, right? Listen, I only know two giants by name, and, and that is Andre and Goliath. The former is a WWE Hall of Fame wrestler, uh, RIP Andre, and the second is Goliath, a threat that kept Israel frozen in fear. See, the Bible gives this giant a name, Goliath. He could have just been a no-name giant. He could have just been big guy, but no, the Bible gave him a name, Goliath. And David, the shepherd boy, came upon the battle, and here's Goliath, taunt and threaten Israel, and David was offended. David was offended and called Goliath a disgrace and a defier of the God of Israel. David called this giant what he was. He was the fly in the ointment, the barrier to Israel's success, and he must be defeated. So I would ask you, what do you call your giant? What is their name? Is it poverty? Is it racism? Is it cancer? Yes, these giants all have proper names, but you see them differently. You see the threat they have to society, the fear they cause, the barrier they represent, and you are offended by its existence. So take some time, meditate on that for a second, and ask yourself, what is my giant? Take time to actually name it, the big bad that you want to spend your life trying to defeat, and then define it further so you can get the clarity you need to slay it. If you're new to the podcast here and don't know, my giant is discipleship or or the lack of discipleship. It is a giant that I think needs to be slayed. It is the lack of training. It is the lack of support of youth pastors. It is the lack of mentoring. It is the lack of opportunity. Is lots of giants. But I had to spend the time defining that. So I'll give you an example. The writer of 1 Samuel, where the story of David and Goliath are told, goes into some detail about this giant Goliath. It says a champion, right there it says something, a champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out from the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Now, later on, Saul warns David with an ominous kind of Goliath backstory and says to him, Saul replied to him, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. So as you can see, this giant is well-defined. It's not, it's, it's not uh, obscure. It's not o- oblique. It's, it's very concrete what David is facing. And the giants you face in youth ministry are very concrete as well. It could be bureaucracy. It could be apathy. It could be lethargy or laziness. But you know what your giants are, but you're going to have to take time first to name it, what you know it to be. And then you're going to have to define it. What does it look like? What are the weapons? How tall is it? How big a problem it is? So take some time, right? It's easy to get angry at the giants and then just fly off the handle. But but it takes some time to define the giant and then say, well, how am I going to deal with this thing? So ask yourself, what is your giant in particular that deserves your attention, your solution? What is its threat level to you, to your family, to the youth ministry, to society, to the world? What does your giant keep you from moving forward to? Does it keep your ideas from moving forward? Does it keep progress from moving forward? 
How many different solutions can you come up with to take this giant down? Is there a physical solution? Is there a political solution? Is there an educational solution? Is there a biblical solution? Is there a mental solution? Is there a spiritual solution? Listen, giants can be physical, like like I said, bureaucracy, right? Or they can be emotional giants like trauma or fear or our past. The better you define the giant, whether external or internal, the greater your chances of defeating it. The next step in facing your giants is running at your giant. Now, listen, I'm not an expert giant slayer. I'm not an expert at anything, really. I don't have it all together. I'm still dealing with my giants, and I have to name them and define them. But naming and defining must result in slaying. Otherwise, your giant wins if he can keep you from acting on what you know. David ran at his giant. Now, I'm not saying you have to run at your giant like David did, but a giant deserves a quick and aggressive response because the threat is real. Your giant will keep coming out, screaming threats and insulting your convictions until you have to deal with them. David told his giant what he was going to do. He said, number one, I'm going to kill you. Number two, I'm going to cut off your head. And number three, I'm going to feed you to the buzzards. You have to tell your giant what's going to happen and then do it. David did not slay the giant for his own glory. He did it so that God's name would be feared and respected. So take some time to name your giant, define your giant, and then think about how you're going to approach your giant. Are you going to go run headlong into it? Maybe that is what is required. Maybe you need to come from a different approach. But either way, confronting the giant, running at your giant, means you are determined to take action against that giant. If it's a physical giant, like I said, like church bureaucracy or whatever's going on in your youth ministry, you know, uh, being confrontational may not be the best approach, but you would have to determine that for yourself after thinking it through. But if it's a spiritual giant, then I would say, yes, completely take that thing head on, run right at it and say, you know what? I'm not going to let you hold me back anymore. I'm not going to let you threaten me. I'm not going to let you make me afraid. I'm going to deal with you, Goliath. I'm going to deal with you, giant. I'm not going to let you hold back anymore what God is trying to do in my life. Last but not least, you need to look to your reward. David did not slay this giant for free. He heard there was a reward for killing the giant, which included riches and the king and King Saul's daughter. Giant killing is not only fun, but profitable. For every giant you face, there is a reward standing just beyond it, well within your view. Once you've named, defined, and committed to slaying your giant, you must keep the reward in view. What is so important to you that this giant must be slayed? Change on a personal, local, or national level, financial freedom, deeper relationships. Fighting giants for the sake of fighting giants is just a death wish. Your giants, on the other hand, guard something important to you, and that is the giant that needs slaying. My advice is stay away from giants that hold no reward. And that is it for today's episode, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you feel motivated. I hope you feel like a giant slayer. I hope that you are ready to go after that giant in your life, whatever it may be. And I hope you win. In fact, I believe you'll win because you're going to name that giant. You're going to define that giant. You're going to confront that giant. And you're going to take that reward that lays just beyond that giant. And listen, if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. 
I'll catch you guys in the next episode.